I, James, founded and work for HPI, but do not represent them or any of their opinions. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 330 of the Furlough Rose Tech Podcast. Every week, we definitively answer one question about the future of tech. To do that, we take into account many factors, including the companies involved, the people working for them, their marketing, and of course, the technology they're developing. I'm Matthew Dean Furlow, and wearing a yard sign on his back is my brother, James Furlow. Ah, yes, we will talk a little bit about that later. You were actually the one who was wearing a yard sign on your back. That's not true. um, That's true (laughs) enough. You're the one with the yard sign. No, you're the yard sign one. Um, That was an election reference for those of you who caught it. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, the word puppet um so uh what are we talking about oh yeah um so as some of you may know last weekend was south by southwest uh a huge conference and uh matthew and i got together and decided to um you know to do some to join a conference and for those of you who are like what where'd you guys get the money and and information and know how to go to south by southwest well to you we say that's a great question because we we didn't go there we went somewhere else (laughs) uh we went to um the i don't know we'll call it probably one of the bigger home shows in mid willamette valley okay (laughs) lane lane county (laughs) lane county we went to the lane county home show and uh we didn't just go to visit we actually had a booth there what um so we'll talk a little bit about about that hence the uh the yard sign with with matthew but while we were there we were looking around and we we noticed a very noticeable absence of something, and we thought that would be worth talking about on the show. And so the the question that we're going to try to answer is, um, what will it take for the smart home to go mainstream? Because it was not mainstream at all <laughs> in Lane County, and uh, we actually had the I would I I don't know if we were the highest tech booth there because Easily. there. There was, well, there was that security booth that had a lot of monitors and cameras and stuff like that. Yeah, but no laptops. That's true. They were just like TV displays. Yep. It was all like pre-canned stuff. Um, so so there's there's that. Oh, um, winner, winner, chicken dinners. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the, for those of you who are curious, um, we, we launched a new website. It's called majordomo.com um m a j o r d o m o.com it's a website that is all about helping homeowners be more confident homeowners matthew's like i've heard this speech like a couple hundred times over the last 4 days um so the idea is it's like a credit score for your home and so we developed this platform where you can um, go in and score your home. And through that, you can, it will help give you advice on what to do next for home maintenance and improvement. And so we think that just like your credit score is super important, we think this, the score for your home is super important. We call it a Domo score, by the way. Uh, super cool. Check it out. But like, like we said, we were definitely the, the highest tech booth that were there. Like I said, I think there was the one that was close, but 
we we had we had a couple laptops, we had a couple tablets, we had a couple television screens, and um, and, and that was it. And a website. And a website. There we go. That was yeah. That was the other interesting thing. I mean, there were people who were like, I did check out this one tiny home place, and they're like, for more information, visit our website. And their their business card. This look at it, this thing is a piece of card stock. It's it's it looks like it's three business cards that together in one. It's it was pretty thick. Um, they were the only ones who I visited who were like, if you "Want more information? Go to our website." Whereas we were like, "To go to our website." Yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't have anything but a website. <laughs> we were like, "We have it right here if you would like to go right now." Like, yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'd like our, to our website. I, I think of it more as we have a web platform as opposed to just a website. Indeed, it is somewhere you go. You could think about that. That as though we're a site, but you know. Our, 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 it's more of like a leaping board with many features and sure. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was, that was what we had, but like I said, like we kind of alluded to, it was interesting. Um, originally the topic we were, cause we knew we were going to this, we were like, Oh, we should, we should scope it out and we should talk about the new smart home things that are there. And you know, a, a couple of days in went like, did you see anything? No. Did you say anything? No. Huh. Interesting. I think like now having said that though, there are some, there are some high, there were some fairly high tech things and maybe that's the future. Like for example, there was a, like a hybrid water heater that was like, it had a tank, but it was also on demand. Maybe that was high tech. (laughs) There was a, again, in the plumbing section, there was, um, a toilet with a bidet on it. I don't know if that's not high tech, but it was like a, like a, an adapter for the U S you know, uh, I there, know that there were all... a couple solar panels, which I don't know if that's high tech. I mean, it kind of is, but well, it's funny because uh, there was just very little, I, you know, I realized that we try to talk about things that are high technology that, that meet some higher standard than just silicon based, but most everything we talk about require like, you know, it touches in that, that, that realm of it's got computer chips on it or that's true or something along those lines. It's like Mark Andreessen's comment, like, dude, there's computer companies everywhere. Just they don't look like laptops anymore. Exactly. And there were not any computer companies there except us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which maybe, maybe we missed, maybe we missed something. I mean, there was like, there was that one hot tub. It had sound speakers and a touch screen. Yeah. In. Um, that was a high tech hot tub. Yeah, but maybe it's already mainstream. I don't know. It was just, it's this weird feeling. So here's this feeling. It was just like, yeah, there were things that were definitely like they had computers attached to them, but it also didn't feel like smart home. And maybe it's because in my head, when we think smart home, we think smart assistant perhaps. And maybe we have to stop thinking that way and realize, no, there's a ton of smart homey things that, don't have anything to do with with voice or touch screens. A lot of them did have touch, like well, not a lot of them, a few of them had touch screens. I don't know. It was a let, weird just. Let me let me give you my perspective then. I, I would say that okay, number one, and I, I pointed this out relatively early on in the con conference because I had to catch a taxi from my drop off to the event center the first day. Ah uh, yes. Uh, you might be thinking, why didn't you just call a Lyft or an Uber? Well, because Lane County, specifically the city of Eugene, 
um, doesn't allow Lyfts or Ubers yet. They're one of the, the they're, they're like the largest uh, market that still doesn't allow either of those companies. So they're not super progressive when it comes to uh, high-tech platforms coming in. So that's the sort of um, people that we're coming, you know, that, that, that's the, the culture that we're addressing with this. So I think that this, this home show might be a particularly... Um, Luddite of a show? Yeah, that's a, maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, but I think that what's worth acknowledging is that you have, you got to stretch, man. There was, like you said, the, the jacuzzis had Bluetooth sound systems in them, but that's not crazy advanced. <laughs> you know, there yeah. wasn't, there wasn't a lot of wireless, there wasn't a lot of intelligence going on. Right. To me, yeah. to me, where the home, what I necessarily talk about the smart home is where it's like, there's, there's automation and there's automation that mm. can improve over time, either through tracking your patterns and adjusting to those or yeah, regular, yeah, yeah. regular software updates. You know, to me, like the smart, you know, the smart door lock is more than just that it's powered. It's the fact that it has software built into it that can be upgraded over time and, and can be changed and sometimes in annoying ways because they take away features for security reasons, but, um, but other ways they can be improved and, and grown upon. You know, the, to, to me, it's like the reason why the smart speakers fit into the smart home is, is for that same reason, is they, they sort of evolve with the whole thing and they can, mm -hmm. they can, you can implement new technologies and it's, it's part that they're wirelessly connected to the internet. That has something that has some weight to it because that gives advantages that you don't have otherwise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and, and I just didn't see any of that there. And so to me, this question of, so, you know, we got these pieces of technology that are pretty cool. Um, and they're the light bulbs of the modern era. And there were no light bulb things there. Yeah. Which I wonder, like there wasn't a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and perhaps that'd be the kind of stuff that you could see them feature, where they're they would say, "Hey, buy this smart home stuff at our store. We've got smart fire alarms and lights and alarm systems and washing machines." I, maybe the washing machines were smart, and we just like because I didn't stop there. I it didn't look like it. No, um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. I, it's an interesting, like, I, I was kind of hoping I would be able to walk into today's show with an answer to this question. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, I, I mean, it's, it, of course, it's got to have the fundamental things, right? It's got to be useful. It's got to be competitively priced or you know, it's, it has to have, a, it has to have a lot. What's the word? What's the way to say it? It has to provide a significant more amount of value than the additional cost, or it's going to somehow save you money because you're not going to need as big of an asset or footprint or whatever. So um, I think there's, there's, to me, there's like three things that are required, but before I enumerate those, yeah, uh, let's talk about our sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is a roof and floor walls. Um, ah, what, you can do a lot what, with those. What makes a house a home? Well, first off it is at least is? four walls and a roof, unless it's circular and then maybe it's one round. Then it's a yurt. Yeah, exactly. Not really a home. So, you know, you can have more walls than that. Nobody's going to yell about that. You know, you know, no one's going to stop you. 
you can't really have many more roofs than that. Otherwise, they're separate buildings. Um, it's really kind of the, the bare minimum is a roof and, and four walls. Um, and yeah, so, you know, if you want to help support the show, go out and get a home. <laughs> and uh, go to majordomo.com and score your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure out what your home's domo score is so you know what to do next for maintenance now that you bought it. Yeah, there you go. Boom. It's brought to, this this show, dude. There you go. It's brought to you by four walls and a roof and majordomo. There we go. <laughs> um, this this is our first honest advertisement. <laughs> it seriously is. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, okay. So the, the so what do you see is necessary for uh, what for it to go mainstream or to be a success or yeah to to, to really to, to like get to the point where it's even at Lane County and I'm going to say there's three ah things. okay number one there needs to be reliability number one there needs Fair to enough. be mass there needs to be like saturation in some markets and number three there needs to be um, I think uh, third parties that are going to be really pushing this okay and this is my logic number one reliability um, every once in a while, my lights turn on when they shouldn't. Every once in a while, my lights... Where the power goes out. <laughs> well, last night, I was getting ready to go to bed, and I told Google to turn my lights off, and about three minutes later, my lights turned on inexplicably. Thankfully, mm. I wasn't already trying to go to sleep. Now, it might have been somebody else accidentally triggering it. It might have been something else entirely. That's the point. Don't you don't know. Exactly. Um... Every once in a while, you try to turn something on and there's a communication breakdown and you're not talking to your lights. That sort of stuff, I think, has to get to the point where it becomes really, really, really super rare. Um, yeah. I don't think it has to be never, but like a once a year is is probably the maximum that you can really suffer some sort of a major out, outage before it's got to get to the point where reliability even if that means simplifications in the things that it's capable of doing, but reliability on some of these platforms have to be just stellar before anybody's going to really get into it. Number two, I think small third parties have to start really like there has to be a lot of companies that are involved in saying we buy Philips Hue light bulbs. We set them up for you. Um, services that, don't design and build these things, but like the water heaters um, that you were talking about before, there are tradesmen who their skill is setting those up for you mm. and managing. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, wouldn't dislike it, would go for it, would even start to rely on it, but there needs to be some sort of a trades person part involved. And, you know, maybe that's a, um, you know, and, and hopefully most of that would be highly automated and managed by a, a remote IT team, if not a artificial intelligence. Um, but I think just going through and turning everything on and plugging everything in at really reasonable prices, um, you know, that's something that needs to exist in the same way that water heaters exist and electrician or plumbers exist and electricians exist. I think there's a I think there's something that comes next. And then the last one, this like tipping point idea, you know, electricity was really, really, really prevalent in big cities. Everybody had it um, for a very long time. 
And then as late as the 1960s, many rural communities still didn't have electricity. Hmm. And there was nationwide movements to say, hey, we need to change that. Um, and and uh, we need to bring electricity out there. And there was a movement, a governmental movement to supply power. Um, and I, and I, I don't necessarily think that you need some sort of a governmental program to push smart light bulbs. But I do think that there's something ha that happens when certain markets hit saturation where pretty much everybody has it, that there becomes this bigger move to say, okay, the communities that don't have it, why not? Um, and, and because once, a, once you've got a saturation in a particular market or community, I think what you've answered the question is, what's going to fly and what's going to die? What are people, what do people like? What's actually has value versus which is just a, a convenience or a or shiny a, object. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and, and I think that we're not there yet. You know, I'm, you know, in the, in the most. Well, yeah. Well, when you think about a, a, a product's life cycle, um, there's the, there's the early adopters, the, you know, the people, no, that's not even right. It's like the innovators are the first people. And it's a very small percentage. We're only talking like two to 4% of people who are like, it's shiny object and they like shiny objects. And so that's what they're going to get. And then you have the, the early adopters, which is that next part of it, which are people who are like, which is probably the category that I mostly fall into where it's like, well, it's not fully proven yet. There's still some weirdness that you got to put up with, but sure I'm in. And then you have the, the early majority and then it goes into the majority and that's, and that's the part. And, and it's the early majority is like you were talking about with the cities or communities. It really starts to take off and it's big in there. Um, I know like we hit that with, uh, with solar power, all of a sudden it's like, we just in the last geez gosh a year or two it's it's hit that and now it's like oh yeah this is a thing it's not a yeah. big deal and now we're into the majority for it and then eventually we're going to hit the late majority and then you have your laggards is is your tail in there and and so it, it's really like all right well what is it and there's a lot of products that like they never make it past that innovator group that that first initial who we're going to buy it no matter what because it was quote new yeah and and I, and I, and I get it, right. You got it. You got to have those groups because they're the ones who are going to be testing it, who are going to be playing with it, who are going to put up with the wonkiness and the bugs and say, yeah, yeah, it's all fine. And it's through their, their learnings that, like you said, survival of the fittest cream rises to the top, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's where it's clearly <laughs> like doorbells. That's like, that's a thing that society is, that one is slowly but surely coming out. Right. Of that, the innovators and the early adopters, it's that it's, it's now, which is why Amazon is getting in on it, which by the way, they tried to buy August and were rebuffed and August sold out to that European company. And so they bought ring and, and Amazon's clearly paying attention and going, Oh yeah, this is, this is one of those products that is, is on that swing. Right. And, um, you know, and, and obviously Google, or formerly Nest, now owned by Google, as we accurately predicted, is, um, you know, they were like, thermostats, that could be a, you know, they're already a thing, and, and we think we can make them smart. And I don't know if that's still kind of like one of those, uh, it's still kind of hovering along in that early, 
early adopter kind of time period. It hasn't gotten total wide acceptance yet. So I don't know. There's a few, the, the light bulbs feels like one where that's more of a price point issue where eventually the price is going to drop enough and they're already starting to get there. I mean, I already hear a lot of people who go 19 bucks for a white Philips Hue. All right. You know, sure. They're not going to outfit their entire house right away, but as light bulbs go out they're they're going to do a room or something like that. Right. Yeah. And, and you could imagine where if Philips Hue comes out and says, all right, we've got another one. It's, you know, even cheaper. We figured out how to do it. It's only 10 bucks a bulb or nine ninety nine or something you're gonna have a lot of people who go, sure. Okay. I'm in. And, and so, so, you know, that kind of stuff's coming, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I, so I agree with you. There's that tipping point that definitely needs to happen. Yeah. I, I just think that I think the smart lights make sense. You know, the longer that I have lived with them, the more I, they've, they've just sort of become part of my deal and I've gotten very accustomed to them and it would, bugs me when they they don't work a lot because i've gotten so accustomed to them and i do think you'll get to a point where eventually you know and like you said it's kind of a price point thing but eventually you'll get to a price point where they're super common well, I, th- I think it's one of those where if you talk to everybody is interested in it they just go oh, it's kind of expensive yeah as opposed to uh, people saying well why would you get that Right. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's reaction. I get a lot with my blinds. They go, really smart blinds. Was that required? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know, maybe not. And, um, you know, but that's one of those where I don't think it's a price point deal. I, I think eventually sure they'll, it'll all prices will come down enough where, yeah, it'll, it'll just gotta be the option. Um, and maybe that's what it takes to go mainstream. Maybe all this premium pricing needs to go away. And we need to come back and say, no, you know what? It's only a a slight premium or, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I just, I don't actually think pricing is necessarily the, the, the breaking point. I think that the fact that they bring, additional functionality and usefulness and, and you get used to them. Um, you know, once you get under a certain point, that's good enough. And, you know, I think for, uh, for the lights, I actually think that there are light lighting options that are there. I think the hues might be a little more too expensive, but the light, the, honestly, the white lights, just the, the dimmable white lights aren't, they're like 15 bucks, right. 12 bucks if you can get them on sale and when I got Ikea who's selling them at reasonable prices and right. And, and I just think that, I think that once you've kind of taken the step, it's just a very low effort to kind of grow that ecosystem even more. And, and the cost is very reasonable. I do think that there are things that cost is still too expensive. There are parts of it, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I was surprised there was nobody hawking lights there or a service that, that sold any. And I think it's just a, it's still too early in it. There's not enough or just, we're just missing those, those pieces. And, um, so just give it time. That's all we need. 
let some prices come down, let reliability increase, let the yeah. value perception be figured out, let the trades people buy in and, and make it more normal. You think, and, and, and it's, and it's heading there now. Okay. So final question before we wrap this thing up, you want to, you want to commit to a timeline? Oh, geez. Oh yeah. Feet to the fire. Um, Man, okay. I, I would say, I mean, right? Like, like you talked about. Clearly, we're kind of at a hundred percent for houses with electricity. I feel like we're at a solid eighty-five, maybe even ninety percent for homes with internet. I know. For, I we're clearly not at even like twenty-five percent for like smart doorbells. I would say smart doorbells are probably going to be the 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 fastest growing one thanks to amazon pushing that price of ring down which was already pretty affordable yeah um i would say that one probably goes first and and i could see i could see you get to 50 percent market share the majority of people have one in 10 to 15 years i think it takes i think it takes a lot longer than self-driving cars if i'm totally honest I think yeah, self driving okay. cars will be a lot faster. I think it could be Well, I know for new homes now they're putting in a lot of smart features and that helps too. It makes it aspirational. That makes, yeah, that makes it a big that that does help. Um I think it's I think it's a we're on a decades long journey, honestly. Decades long, yeah. I couldn't decide if it was five or ten years. I really want it to be five. That sounds really, really fast if I'm honest. Yeah. It could be as long as fifteen or twenty. That sounds crazy long though. I mean, you just think about like 10 years ago, we weren't even talking about smartphones and smart homes. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I like, I like 10 years, 20, 28, we'll have, we'll have super smart homes. I'm in, I'm in. I love it. Cool. Cool, man. We're committed. Right. Let's make it happen. We've set the dream and the vision. Now it's just up to the engineers to, to do the work <laughs> and for people to buy into it, which I'm doing my part. Uh, but there you go. All right, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. That's the show. Um, it's kind of an interesting concept. Just thinking about those smart homes. Uh, question for you. What, what smart home things do you have? Do you have anything that's smart in your home? And, and if so, what is it? I'd like to know. And with that, I want to say thank you for joining us. We really do appreciate it. You can check out, well, there are no links, but you can check out, no, it's not even going to be show notes. You can check out furlobros.com episode 330 for the fun of it. Um, actually, better yet, go to majordomo.com and check that out and let us know what you think of that because why not? Um, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Google Play. And we want to thank the, the Lane County Home and Garden Show for letting us set up a booth and for letting us talk about them and for giving us a glimpse of where you know mainstream us is at in terms of home improvements and stuff so thanks guys and um as you've already gathered this the show is sponsored by listeners and by a roof and four walls which can be um can be evaluated with the domo score <laughs> <laughs> and so um oh gosh we never uh we never actually explained this so all right before i before i totally sign off here um one of the things that we did is it, when you go to the, when you, if you go to majordomo.com, you'll notice that there's like these medallions. There's these circles with, with scores on them sitting above houses. Those are Domo scores. 
And so one of the ways, one of the things that we did to promote it is we, we printed off very big versions of those onto cardboard discs and we created some, some metal, uh, I don't know what you call them, straps, poles. Yard signs. Yard signs. And we strapped them to, uh, not to my back, but to Matthew's back and um, someone else's back and uh, made him walk around with them. They, uh, they were attention grabbers and they were mightily effective. And um, I think if you, where do you got to go? You got to go to, if you check out the, the Major Domo blog, you'll see a picture of it there. Um, so yeah, so that's that inside joke explained at the end. So <laughs> with that, I am James Furlow and my yard sign brother is Matthew Furlow. And so we will talk next time.